Welcome to my cockpit podcast interview, Builder of the Month. This month's interview is conducted by Vibow in association with FSBreak.net. My Cockpit is the largest home cockpit builder community in the world. You can access us at www.mycockpit.org. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. You can find out more information about FS Break at fsbreak.net. In this monthly edition of My Cockpit Podcast, we bring you interviews and discussions, all relevant topics to the home cockpit builder. Welcome to this edition of MyCockpit.org's podcast. I'm Vipov here, and today with me I have our February 2010 Builder of the Month, Sean. I'm sure you must have already read out the text interview with Sean. If you have not, you can catch that right now from www.mycockpit.org. Welcome to the, to the podcast, Sean. Nice having you here. And thank you. I'm more than happy to be here. Sean, from the text interview, I understand you work for a service in British Columbia, wildfire management branch, as an air attack officer. I also read in your interview that the air attack officers undergo rigorous training in their simulators before they actually jump into a check ride and when they finally get their license. And Sean, you have now created a simulator to serve this purpose. What has inspired you to do this, Sean? Well, uh, to be honest, I, I got into flight simulation in late 2004, messed around with computers, simulators, and it was not until, I think, 2006 that I actually got accepted into the AirTac program. And as part of that program, I was sent down to Sacramento, California to do some simulator training. So when I got to Sacramento, I looked at the simulator, and based on my experience with Flight simulation and computers, I, I realized that we could actually build our own simulator in Canada for probably a fraction of the cost of what it would take to send a couple of guys to Sacramento. That's that's really what inspired me to, to get into this. Oh, that's really interesting. So that means you've not been into flight simulator for that long. I mean, caught up and uh, you've really done something great. Um, that's really good. Uh, but did you say only post your flight simulator you actually got into the role of air attack officer or you were already an air attack officer before that? Uh, no, actually, I I got into flight sim before I became an air attack officer. And I think it was probably the first time that I opened up flight simulator that I realized it would be a, a good training tool or it had the, the potential to be a good training tool um, for our program. And at that point, I, I didn't even realize they were actually using simulators to train air attack officers still. Okay, that's interesting. So, did you undertake this project on your own, or did you have a team? How did you go about doing this? I started out on my own. I was I was probably the only person in our office that had any idea of the potential of flight sim. It, it probably took me six months to convince the rest of the guys I work with that it was something we should be looking at, and when I finally convinced them and, and got a bit of a budget to start building our own simulator, I was working as an air attack officer at that point, and the pilot that I was working with, he uh, he came over to my house one night to, to see what I was doing. I showed him a little bit of, about the potential and what we could do, and he got interested in it, and he started helping me from that point on. So that was that was when Moxie was... He's been a, an air attack or a bird dog pilot, sorry, and tanker pilot for the last 30 years. And he was a huge help because his woodworking skills were 
far beyond mine. In the text interview, you mentioned a number of skills that are required, a host range of skills actually to be a cockpit builder. And uh, did you pick most of the skills uh, recently uh, when you started building the cockpit or you, or, um, you had it in you already? No, I when I started in the flight sim, I really quickly got interested in CAD, like computer-aided design, and that's where I focused most of my time for quite a few years, was just building helicopters and, and aircraft for flight sim. Um, so I had a pretty good understanding of the inner workings of flight simulator, but I had no idea about cockpit building, and my, my woodworking skills have never been that great. So it it was a big learning process. Yeah, it's an important point to note for most of our new home cockpit builders. Like, uh, these are intense and complex skills, but it's not that somebody can't pick it up with some research. And, you know, internet is such an amazing opportunity and resource for all of us uh, that we kind of can pick up any kind of skill, I guess. What amazes me is the, the skills and knowledge that you've picked up are probably what most of us as home cockpit builders are using currently. And you've actually converted that skills into uh, some kind of a professional setup to be used for a real-life uh, training. These skills that our home cockpit builders possess are really intense and complex are hobbies. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, you know what, to be honest, I think from what I've seen at mycockpit.org and the other sites that are out there, the home cockpit builders are far ahead of what uh, we could ever do and what we would ever actually need. Um, I think there's actually a, a bit of a market out there for the skills that these guys have, and which are far and beyond what um, my skills are, what I, I can contribute. It, uh, it amazes me every day uh, at what these guys are doing. Absolutely. And the market, as you mentioned, is also growing with you know, more new hardware interfaces available. Yeah, it's, it's amazing actually how... Uh, the, the people I work with had no idea what was out there and what was available. And when I showed them the small part of what we did, um, it amazed them. And they they still haven't opened their eyes to what the possibilities are. Sean, in the text interview, you did mention about use of uh, Flight Simulator 10 for effects for forest fire. How exactly do you do that? Well, it's in the FSX uh, SDK. It's, um, there's some instructions on how to to place an effect and to be honest we we don't the effect that we place is is there based on a certain date i have worked with the effects a little bit to change them actually quite a bit we've probably got 12 different forest fire effects now that show everything from a little tiny fire to up to well as large as you wanted if you wanted a 30 hectare fire you know we can we can manage that so everything we've done is actually available in the sdk i just there's not a, a whole lot of uh, interest, I don't think, in, in making forest fire effects. So you don't see that a lot in flight sim, but it's, it, you work with the SDK and it's quite manageable to make all sorts of different effects for, uh, fire bombing. We, we can't, the only problem we have is we can't put the fire out. We can put retardant on the ground, put a line around the, the fire, but we still can't put the fire out. And hopefully maybe in the next version of a flight sim or, or somewhere down the road will be able to do that. Staying with FS10, most of the builders have not yet moved to FS10. Quite a large chunk of them are actually with FS2004 yet. Could be because of cost of hardware or availability of high quality aircraft. What's your reason for being with FS10 and what kind of computer hardware uh, do you use to run FS10? Well, when it when it comes to computer hardware, it's 
that's not my strong point by any means. We're running our simulator on a single computer that we had custom built. I, I pretty much just used the internet to and and various forums to decide on on what we were going to build uh, as far as the computer went. And initially, I was I was building it for FS9. And to be honest, I, I wouldn't to FSX if it wasn't for the convenience of the multiplayer. FS9 has everything we need in it except for a really convenient multiplayer that allows the multiplayer or the people flying with you to see the, the effects that we're dropping. Yeah, I, I'm looking into some some different options for FS9. Um, to be honest, we'd actually move back to FS9 if, if we can fix a couple different issues. Have you tried using virtual networks like IBAO? Uh, we, we actually used IBNet, and that was how we started out. Um, and that allows uh, the different multiplayer aircraft to see the effects of each other. But it's, it's, it's a bit of a complicated program. And when we started, um, and we, we still have the idea that down the road we might end up building a online group of virtual tanker pilots that could come and help train uh, our air attack officers. So we're, we're not convinced that we're going to stick with FSX, and uh, there's still some testing to be done, but we'll have a look down the road here. Okay, great. Uh, Sean, I noticed that in your shell uh, you have three computers in the front. Uh, you did mention that you achieved that effect using Matrox Ripple Head to go. Do you also have monitors on the left and right uh, side? Right now, we only have a monitor on the right-hand side, which is where the air attack officer would sit in the aircraft. Um, I would love to have a monitor on the on the left-hand side, um, but we're run out of uh, outputs for our two video cards. So down the road, what we're hoping to do is get a second computer, uh, use wide view, and um, and then have a, a second monitor on the left-hand side. But for right now, it's it's just the three on the triple head to go for the front view and then one right-hand view. Obviously, you would agree cockpit building involves doing a lot of electronics. And uh, did you know electronics beforehand, uh, soldering and using the multimeter and things like that? Or did you learn the skill while building? Yeah, to be honest, when I when I got back from Sacramento, um, I, I knew that the potential was there to build our own uh, simulator. And I... I had looked into it a little bit beforehand and, and had some understanding of what was required, but when they gave me the go-ahead to do it, I went out and bought electronics for dummies and started reading. And my uh, my electronics skills still are minuscule, to say the least, but it, they're coming. Uh, you mentioned you've used the FS2 fidgets and Leo Bernard's uh, BU-0836X board. What are your thoughts on these boards? You know what? Both of those... We bought them. I had no idea how to use them, and I think within a couple of days of getting both those boards, I had lights running, switches running. I, I can't say enough about either of those products. They're easy to use. The support was great. Yeah, I had I had no problem. What about the instruments that you've used in the cockpit? Are these real uh, analog instruments or using glass cockpit? No, we're actually – they're just – Standard instruments right out of FSX and FS9, and we use FS panel on just on the black background. So they're, every single one of the instruments is just standard instruments straight out of flight sim. I also understand you don't like fly much, and you're one of those kinds who like building. And um, so now that you've done with your earlier project, is the next one coming soon? 
As far as the project at work goes, we're, we're hoping to build a helicopter simulator soon, and we want to put a couple really basic tanker stations in so that we can run the bird dog station and one or two tanker stations all working off a, a local area network. And um, we're hoping that's going to happen in the next year or two. As far as my home project, I've been designing a 206 simulator for probably a year now, and I've never actually cut a piece of wood or soldered a, a switch yet. So I've got a lot of research into a 206 project and just no time to get it finished. I know. Well, Sean, thank you very much for sharing your views and congratulations again for being our Builder of the Month uh, for February 2010 and I uh, really appreciate your time. And thank you. It was uh, an honor. That concludes this month's interview with the Builder of the Month conducted by our very own Vibau. Next month, we'll bring you another exciting interview with one of my cockpit's favorite and talented cockpit builders. Thanks to all of you, My Cockpit is the largest home cockpit builders community in the world. You can access us at www.mycockpit.org. We want to thank the folks at FS Break for their support and technical assistance. FS Break is a weekly audio podcast that covers all things about flight sim, including news, reviews, and much more. You can find out more information about FS Break at fsbreak.net.